Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking a little bit about God's grace. His ability in our lives to do what we cannot do when we reach the end of our ability. At any point or time in our lives when we can still think we can do something for God, and we can do it in our own strength and do it in our own ability, do it in our own wisdom, do it in our own understanding, do it in our own knowledge, do it in our own methods or techniques or whatever, then we don't need the grace of God. But the moment that we reach a point in our lives where I, I cannot do that, Lord, how, how, how can I go into all the world and, and preach the gospel to every creature. There is just absolutely no way I can do that. We're going to need your grace. We're going to need your power, your enabling. We're going to need your direction. We're going to need your will, your purpose, your plan. We're going to need your resources. So at that place, then we come to the place where we say, Lord, I need your grace. Paul, on different occasions, we see how he used the word grace, caris, uh, in, in, in his writings to explain to us or to deliver to us uh, God's attitude towards our lives, his acceptance and his benefit and his favor, his gift to us. So, when we start off in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 4, we read these two verses yesterday. We'll look at some more uh, today. It says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God. To be able to see the grace of God on the life of an individual is to be able to see God's favor and ability upon them. God's benefit on their lives. It's not because of what they've done. It's not because of them in any way, shape, or form. But it is because of Him. It is because of God and God alone. But we need His grace. We could not save ourselves. There is absolutely no possible way that we could figure out a way to save ourselves. Even if we owned this whole planet and we ruled it and controlled it, that still would not be enough to pay for the price of a human soul. So in God's grace, uh, all, all we had to simply do is accept and believe that Jesus was more than sufficient. And when we, through an act of faith, believe that, and His grace is bestowed upon us so that we can say, through grace are we saved by faith. In other words, it was through grace. It was an act of his favor, of his benefit for us because there was no way that we could do it. There is no way that we can accomplish some of the monumental task and work that he wants us to accomplish unless his favor, his grace is upon us. So Paul thanked God for the grace that was upon the, the people that he was remembering. And he says, and I thank God for the grace which is given you by Jesus Christ. 
it takes God's grace for an individual to be persecuted and to reach a place where he or she lays her uh, their lives down for, for the Lord. Because aside from that, there is no possible way that we can do it in our own strength. Now, in 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, in verse 12, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. We haven't received the spirit of this cosmos, the way that it flows, the way that things are done, uh, the spirit that runs contrary to the way that things are done in the realm of the spirit of God. But it says, But we have received the spirit of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So God wants us to know, there's that part that we had mentioned. He wants us to know the things that are already freely given to us. Us, once again, our identity. So in this one verse right here, we find that we're not going to receive our direction from the world. We're not going to receive our ability from the world. When we receive our ability from the world... It is not from God that we've gotten it. Therefore, we have something to glory about. But when it's of God, as is our salvation, it's not of works lest any man should boast, but it is of the grace of God. And because it is of His grace, there is no, there is no turning back and looking at what we have accomplished and say, I am somebody, I am someone, look at what I have done. No, it's not what I have done, it's look at what the Lord has done in my life. It is only then that we realize how much God really is and has accomplished in us. In Second Corinthians, in chapter 5, verse 18, Paul's still writing to the Corinthians, this is the second letter he sent them concerning a whole bunch of things. And it says, And all things are of God. Once once again, we're talking about all the things that pertain to life. All the things that pertain to godliness. All the things that pertain to salvation. All the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Uh, God's ministry in the life of an individual. All of these things. Uh, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. There's that uh, identity of ours. We're identified that we have been reconciled. To be reconciled, it comes from two separate words, but it means to change mutually. It's, it's a compound word. Uh, to change. You stop and think about the changes that have been given of, of God to our lives. To reconcile us to himself. To bring us back. And he did this by Jesus Christ. The act of Christ on the cross, the act of Christ coming in a human body, the act of Christ shedding his blood for you and I, are all part of what made available all these things. All these things. It's by the grace of God, Paul said, that I am who I am. It wasn't because he was a Pharisee. It wasn't because he sat at the feet of Gamaliel. It wasn't because he was of the tribe of Benjamin. It wasn't because, because he was able to uh, 
keep the law and follow uh, things that were in the law. But it was because of the grace of God. All that he was was because of the grace of God. Remember, he was a persecutor of the church before he was touched by the Lord. And the Lord really touched him in having revealed unto him and the way that he revealed the gospel. Unlike uh, many of us, uh, usually we hear a message or a preaching and, and God shows us. But, but Paul, on the road to Damascus, he had Jesus appear to him. And of course, he couldn't deny what was before his eyes. All things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us, once again, there's your identity, my identity. We have been reconciled to God for what purpose? That we might also receive the ministry of reconciliation so that we can also bring exchange we can bring restoration. We can bring divine favor, atonement to people. So, when we look at this, each and every one of us has been given that ministry. It doesn't belong to the pastor or to the evangelist or the prophet uh, or the teacher alone. But it is to every single one of us. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation to bring the exchange. What exchange or what exchanges? Well, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. There's an exchange there. Our sins have been exchanged for the righteousness of God, for the forgiveness of God, for the acceptance of God instead of being rejected instead of being judged, instead of being abandoned. We have been given life in place of death. That is an exchange. So as you stop and consider the things that Christ has done for us, there is truly an exchange. That upon himself, he took our sins, he became sin, that we might be made his righteousness in God. So, we have that ministry. We have that responsibility to talk to others and to help, have the help of the Holy Spirit and depend upon God to help us share, testify of the gospel that others may also be reconciled, that they may find the favor of God, that they may also be changed and transformed. It says in the book of Ephesians in chapter 4 verse 7, but unto every one of us, and once again, there we go, there's that us. See, in the New Testament, it's impossible to read especially the epistles and not find yourself there. Just as Jesus read the Torah and he found himself there, we read the Gospels and we find ourselves there also. So it says, But unto every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So every one of us has a measure of grace 
just like every one of us is given a measure of faith. And from there, we grow. We grow, we grow, we grow. Remember, grace came through Christ. The law came through Moses. Faith came through Christ. He's the author and the finisher of it. But through Moses, the law was given. So we find that in Christ, we have been given grace. He not only came with grace, he was full of grace. And according to uh, John in chapter 1, in verse 14 and in 17, as we've read before, <clears throat> it says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Then in verse uh, 17, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So it is through Christ that we find ourselves at a place where we can depend or call upon God for his grace. When Paul was going through the persecutions, the sufferings, the beatings, the incarcerations, all the things that he was going through, he said, Lord, you know, this messenger of Satan that had been sent against me, he says, uh, deliver me from it. I've already asked you three times. And the Lord spoke to him and said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, every time you reach a place where you think you cannot take another step forward, call upon me, depend upon my grace. And at that point where you can no longer take another step, I will give you the strength the ability, the understanding, the knowledge, and the wisdom to take the next step. This should help us understand that when we come what to seems to be what we call today the end of ourselves, the end of the line, the end of the rope, and they usually say uh, tie a knot on it and hang on. Well, more than just tying a knot and hanging on is call upon God's grace for your life. For the next step. It is a free gift. It is not earned. It is his favor towards you and towards I. So that we can take the next step. Where we know that we are absolutely unable to do it within ourselves. Consider this food for thought and. Consider it. Something that you can look at yourself in your imagination. And see God's grace laying out the light for your path, laying out the truth for your way, and laying out the lamp that is necessary to see where it was once darkness is exchanged for light. Well, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you truly. And I'll say it this way. With his grace in Jesus name. Amen.